This is not another one of those cast pod thingies, <laughs> is it? Tajans, man, I yeah, know it. I know it too, yeah, I know man. it too. I really do. Oi, cheers. Cheers, mate. Beer sounds good. Insert chosen beer. Is that sponsor? Today they are. <laughs> they sponsor me. Cool. Take it away. The better half of Billy Slater. Practically nine, would say that. <laughs> oh, Billy's your husband. Okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, welcome back. 2022 coming at ya, Tajans. I have to be honest. Tajian's probably wasn't going to happen for a little while longer as I've been so busy. I just bought a boat. I've uh, been really investing a lot more time into my YouTube channel, Back Reef Sessions. So if you haven't subscribed to Back Reef Sessions, check it out on YouTube. But um, today we've got Ben Murray. Ben Murray is a professional fisherman. He's a young fella that's just giving it a fucking a red hot crack. And um, th- that's the best thing I love about Ben. He's just... A young fella who's just actually just went balls deep and has given life a crack, pro fishing, and um, good on him. Let's take it away, Ben, man. You're a bit of a champion. So check out Ben, Benny at uh, Benny's Line Court Fishing on uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff if you don't know who he is. And um, I'll, I'll see you after this. Too rude. Let's go. Take it away, Ben. Yo! What did it all? Oh, you're recording now? No, no I am, but we, I'll just start when we, whenever we want to. So you can ask any question or talk whatever you want. Oh, man, it's <laughs> nice. What? Oh, this cost much it all set up and that all? Um, yes and no. Yeah. Some things cost a bit. <laughs> Sick though. But if you, you can you can do podcasts. You don't have to be have flash stuff. Yep. Pretty much that Zoom recorder. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, it's, it's in, in that box there. Hmm. You get one of those and two two mics and just sit on the couch and away you go. True. But <clears throat> I don't know how um, other people do it because I put it through Pro Tools and then I put it into an MP3, then put it into the... Yeah, right. There's like an app you have to upload it to. Yep, yep. That puts it online. Fine. And, um, so there's a little bit of like... And I, I like to play around with the vote, like get better vocals and put equalizing the stuff just to, so my voice is nice and smooth <laughs> <laughs> i like that one <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> welcome back everybody <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't heard we're fucking here i'm um, sorry everyone i haven't been around for a while but um being a bit busy i bought a big bloody boat and talking about big bloody boats we've got big bloody ben murray here G'day. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a true blue Aussie pro fisherman. Yep. There's one of us in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very amateur. <laughs> That's all right. We all start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I started 40 years ago. I'm still shit. <laughs> oh, I started for six, seven. I don't know, part-time, six, seven. Yep. Seriously, though, like a year and a half, two years now. So, yep. Hmm. Oh, mad. Yeah. So, <laughs> what got you into fishing? Oh, man. From the beginning, the old man was a commercial fisherman when I was young. So, he... What commercials was he on? He did... <laughs> <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did, um, he did the live trout. He did mud crab as well. Also yep. netting. So, he pretty much did it all. But, um, yeah. He did all that when I was growing up, when I was younger. I was a young fella. 
gone to his shed after school, punching holes in styrofoam boxes so he could pack out his crab and <laughs> doing all the fun stuff while he was catching it all. <laughs> Get, have you ever been nippered? Oh, a few times, yeah. yeah, yeah. A few times. <laughs> Worst one was when um, oh, oh, he put us up in the mangroves once. Eh? <laughs> like a long way up in the mangroves. Yeah. Lost control of the tiller and um, yeah, we ended up kept going yeah 20 meters up in the mango to pull her off yeah <laughs> like, i shouldn't say that the old girl got <laughs> i remember i was still in nappies yeah <laughs> i to be at school <laughs> nah, nah. but yeah no nah, he got us into it i would say growing up perspective yep. but then like um yeah through school you did all that stuff and then after school i did when I was in year 10, I decided to do school-based apprenticeship as a outboard mechanic, so stay in like that kind of industry. Yep. Where did you go down Tinny Shack or somewhere? I did Tully. So I was driving a Tully every day at Hunt's Outboards oh, with yep. um, Greg there. Yep. Yeah. Did my course, finished my time. And yeah, from there, I got poached by um, Marty Cunningham because we did all these sea cucumber dories yep. all the time. So you just wanted, he wanted you to fix all his <laughs> boat and go fishing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> get, get the cream for it all. <laughs> Yeah, every time he come in, he'd be like, oh, wait, wait, when are you finished? I'm like, oh, another year or so, and this <laughs> and that. And then when it got close, he's like, come and see me, come and see me when you finish, come and see me when you finish. And yeah, from there, man, I finished my time, and then I got my first week's wage. And I was like, oh, this isn't that good, being an outboard mechanic. I don't want to tell me he's going to be this shit. But <laughs> and then I, was, I met the wife, oh, met my wife now, like three months before, and then had a shit day at work one day and I come back and I was like, I'm calling Marty and just seeing what he's got to offer. Yep. And I called him up and then he pretty much just said, come up this afternoon, I'll have a talk with you. Come up. This was October. I remember it was October 2014 it was. And then he hit us up. He's like, yeah, this, this and this, yada, 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 see cucumber diving. And I was like, sick, going diving for a living. They'll be mad. <laughs> and then um, I was like, trying to ask about oh, i'm not really someone to talk about money and that I was like oh what kind of money do you make doing this stuff and he's like what do you make this year and i was like oh like this much he's like you'll make that by christmas and i was like it's october and he's like yeah <laughs> i was like where do i sign <laughs> <laughs> and then from there man i gave him a two weeks notice and see cucumber dive for years yep. years and years yeah did you ever eat them um once <laughs> once everyone asked that's the one question do you see sharks and have you ever tasted one and i ate one once but we were a few beers deep at a christmas party it was in a spring roll and at the end they're like oh did everyone taste the sea cucumber in the spring roll we're like what <laughs> but yeah no nah, i haven't eaten them so i'm guessing they wouldn't have a flavor to them they'd be just whatever you add to them pretty much the way they were was um they call it like a tofu yeah like over over like all the chinese and yeah. all that they're exported obviously they're like a tofu where you add your flavor but apparently like don't quote me on this but they, apparently they pack three times more protein and nutrients than like your steak and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. and yeah, like, all the bodybuilders are like where are we going bro <laughs> just, just just suck down these sea cucumbers eh <laughs> Nah. Put them down my pants because my steroids have just got rid of that cucumber. <laughs> but no, apparently, yeah, they pack a whole lot of that and they're a bit of a delicacy over there for them and stuff like that. So, yep. yeah, we just processed them and 
I always laugh, like these people, like top end people eating these sea cucumbers thinking, oh, imagine seeing the people that collect these things. It's just a bunch of 20 year olds just running them up, <laughs> picking up sea cucumbers for a living. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I had a couple of mates that used to do it and they used to do it up the north around the top. Oh, yeah, probably in the creeks and stuff like yeah, that too. Yeah, around yep. the creeks. And they're like, oh man. They come across crocodiles, everything. Yeah, and they didn't pay that much, them ones up there. I'll give you the drum, look at that. Yeah, yeah no, nah, they were up Groot Island and stuff like that doing it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. Where there's someone in a, in a little dory towing him and they got a gun in yeah. their hand. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> they got one story where they, they dive in pairs and they, they come up and he rings, give it back, you fuckhead. He's like, get back what? My fucking flipper. And then they turn around on the surface, the croc's chewing on his flipper. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, they reckon they like they can't see, so you just run your hands on the bottom, feeling for yeah. like a little lump, and then you grab a stingray or something. And he's, oh, I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no I want twenty meters vis, please, minimum. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, get because yeah. you would have got a few out here. Yeah, we fished out the front. We pretty much fished from uh, Gladstone, Gladstone, like Masthead Island, up to Lockhart River, whole yep. east coast. So we did the Swains, even Coral Sea a few times before it all got shut down and stuff like that. So yep. yeah, we. Dive some pretty cool stuff, eh? Yeah. Like, oh, the coral sea would have been how clear would have that have been? Oh, man, best one was Diamond Islands. It's like you dive and you look at your computer like, oh, that's deep. Yeah, and then you look up and you can see the prop spinning. You're like 30 meters or so. You're like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't get much better. Clarity to the maxity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So family-wise, um, you got two kids? Three kids. Three kids. So we got a full car now. So, hopefully that's it. You're I don't get, know. You're going to get a van? Oh, Zavan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to go down the Soccer Dad road, but I don't know. Easily persuaded, eh? Yeah. <laughs> soccer Dad, get one's past the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've got three. So, we've got two boys, and now we've got the little girl was the last one. So, yep. fingers crossed. That's it. I'm pretty much done. I think the missus is done, too. Yeah. All you need is one of them to be a proper turd, and that's game over. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My second one was a bit of a turd. <laughs> well, the middle one's pretty bad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no so three of them and um yeah the wife stays home does all my bookkeeping and stuff like that too so yep yeah she was one of our things we decided if we're gonna have kids at a young age we want to bring them up together and do the best we can so mm. stuck to it that's good. managed to do it yeah it's hard to do like oh, obviously second wage would help with a lot of things but yeah. man family's first with that kind of stuff hey eh? oh and explain it all the time is you only got like really 10 years with your kids yeah because the first six they only want mum they don't want nothing to do with you exactly yeah yeah from six to 16 you got a chance to be a part of their life yeah and, and really have a crack after 16 they want nothing to do with you anymore <laughs> mum or dad nothing <laughs> it's just yeah see you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I've, i read a book and it said something about zero to six is mum's yep. kid six to like 11 is dad's then they need a an outside Influence. Influence. Mm. And hopefully it's not a pedo. Yeah. <laughs> you hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, they need someone like a coach or something like just yeah. a football coach or someone like talk oh, up to. Man, even like, well, like, even perfect example of me, like my dad was a commercial fisherman when I was around all the time. But like, because yep. I'd grown up with that, I was like, yeah, commercial fishing's cool, like this and that. But then like Martin, he did the sea cucumbers, he was also live trouting at the same time. Yep. and all that stuff and i was like looked up to him like inspiration like, like wow he took it to the next level from my old man but old man did a few different fisheries Martin yep. was stuck in the one and like even having that growing up was like it's 
pretty cool, you know, like mm. an outsider that's doing it, doing a few things different. And yep. yeah, it's like you need that. You yeah. Need that people's lives. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And talking about Marty, you actually, actually passed away a couple of years ago of a four five years ago now yeah. i think maybe yeah it could be even longer no tragic boat accident yeah oh, man. it was just yeah getting that phone call you're like 10 o'clock in the morning glass out like mm. three mile off the coast of bowen it was a tugboat or yeah, something a tugboat run over and you're like yeah. how the hell does that happen yeah but it just shows if your time's up your time's up so yeah definitely yeah yeah so Full on makes you think about a lot of things when stuff like that happened doesn't it 100 percent. yeah like do i need a new <laughs> change a career or like, i don't know <laughs> or even just the 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 um how your life like fucking you, you think about you you're organizing your life this i'm gonna do this in the future like yeah fuck could be all over tomorrow so that's it sometimes i think just fucking let's if you're half on the fence thinking oh should i give something a crack fucking give it a crack go for it yeah 100 that's what i think yeah <laughs> could be could die tomorrow realistically oh. like give it a crack hey eh? i faced a lot of consequences in the past <laughs> couple of years from giving stuff a crack <laughs> oh you do that's how you learn though eh? <laughs> feels easy everyone will be doing it but yeah. if you give it a go and it's hard and you push through it you get through it like <laughs> it's, like i said if it's easy everyone will be doing it so yeah yeah Gotta go for it i reckon <laughs> get up and go yeah so you work for marty and then you went out on your own yep so i did marty like with the sea cucumbers did that solid for five years, roughly, doing the sea And I worked my way up. I started off as a diver. And from there, did my tickets through that time. Started skippering the slug boat and engineering and doing all that fun stuff. And it was full on, looking after, like, eight crew as well. Like, yep. and you, at that day and age, I was 25, and I was taking a 24-meter boat out and, yep. like, looking after crew. And you're one of the youngest on the boat. And <laughs> set an example and, like... Yeah, got a lot of responsibilities yeah. in that. Not only a 24-meter vessel, but like you got four dories to maintain, hooker units, people's mm. lives, diving. It's one of the yeah. high-risk jobs in the world. Oh, definitely hooker is, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> You're turn, the wrong turn it off when they're down 30 and see what happens. Yeah, exactly, man. Or even chopping someone's hose accidentally. Like, yeah, yeah like you got to be onto it doing that yeah. stuff. So I did that for five years. And then during that time with the five years, Martin got a pretty much... He had a boat, but he got it customized to do drop lining and doing all that fun stuff. So he had this similar to a West Coast, a twin screw boat that he got done up down in Malulabar. And he approached us. He's like, look, I'm going to do this drop lining, targeting these species, yada, yada, yada. You want to do it with me? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Like fishing, like I love fishing over spearing. Oh, mm, diving. diving yeah. yeah, not spearing, but you well, grow up spearing and that. You love being in the water. Mm. Then I said, yeah, but like, look, sea cucumbers good money like i can't afford to go backwards we just had our first child and stuff like that so he's like nah like it's all good i got you sorted there like let's give it a crack kind of thing i want you to be a part of it so we did that we brought the bride up and then man it was oh so hard hardest of work in my life yeah. <laughs> like two of us there were like do these things like chasing flamies and rubies and bark that'd be the hardest part fishing canyons and stuff mm. like that 300 even up to 800 meters we started dropping lines in and you're yeah. like man like what are we doing <laughs> like we don't even know where to go like and then we had this big theory like maybe they chew at night because we weren't catching much and yeah. so we're working like five till oh five in the morning till like two in the morning getting our three four hours running on that yeah sleep <laughs> trying to work out how the hell did we fish these things and then yeah it took a few months but we got it going we got it working and then when we got to a rhythm it was about six months i was like 
did a bit at the start, like pretty solid time with him. And then you got a couple other crews here and there that you train up. And then I jumped off here and there because obviously family and stuff like that had to be home for some of that stuff. Otherwise, yeah. be divorced. And then, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you got his rhythm going. Started working it. You started finding good ground. And then I kind of did a bit of both: slugging, drop lining, all yeah. that fun stuff. And then, so what do you, th- what do you think your depth out there averages now? Averages? I think anywhere from two fifty. 400's kind of tops with that stuff, I yeah. think, personally. But everyone's got their own theory with that. Yeah. But, yeah. I've been out here. I had one day I had a go at it. Yeah. And I went out and I just... <laughs> Bathy Maps showed the canyons. Yeah. And I don't know if people realise the reef out here goes like uh, 20 metres, 40 metres. Then the around the reef is like around 40, 50. You go yeah. out the back 50, 80, and then it just... It's on a very steep descent down to like a kilometre within... <laughs> two or three miles <laughs> yeah that's it you're like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> just drops away yeah yeah oh it's full on you need the right gear to do it all obviously but mm. you can wing it like even bathy maps they're pretty accurate just go out and drop roughly if you sound you can pick up up the 300 just, yeah. you'll find you'll pick up something like mm. something random yeah well i picked up a few fucking sharks that's yeah. about it <laughs> the green eyed <laughs> bloody spiky things spiky mcspike sharks <laughs> yeah bastards eh so yeah i did that for a while and then yeah, all up, it was about six and a half years with the company doing all that. Yeah. And during that time, with the drop lining stuff, it was about a year, year and a half, and then Marty passed away through it. And then uh, the company with the sea cucumbers went, like, it didn't separate, but it was just a bit hard going once that happened, like once yeah. it left and stuff like that. And then after that, I kind of focused on my own fishing. So in that time with the sea cucumbers, you work seven, eight months of the year, then you got time off. Either you do refit. I was doing a bit of refit. Yeah. But during that, during them times off, I was rebuilding a boat. I rebuilt like a 99 Haynes. Yep. And an extension and built it to survey. Got all signed off a survey and I was day running during yep. that time off. So like four years in, I was day running, doing live trout, a bit of dead fish. Like it was like one of those, you love fishing, so you make a hobby of it. And you, <laughs> if you paid for fuel and bait, nice for the day, happy day, as long as you're not going backwards. Good one to explain to the wife. Like, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> But then, like, I realized, like, yeah, it's starting to make a bit of a pay out of this. And then yeah. when you go back doing the sea cucumbers and you, you're like, man, I don't know. Maybe I can give us a crack on my own doing this fishing thing. So, mm. and with the sea cucumbers, with that time I was there, like, doing it for that time, like, my body wasn't appreciating it towards the ends. Like, I was getting a few bends and yeah. a couple of bad niggles and some pretty traumatic experiences with <laughs> any, sharks and life and everything <laughs> any irukandjis and stuff nah like. i didn't per- oh i think i got done once through a like up north we have to wear because it's so hot mm. like we're usually up there christmas Skin time suits, here. Yeah. yeah so you're running like a rashy and what me and a, me and another bloke woke up one night just vomiting in hot flushes and i'm like man who the, f- who the hell cooked dinner tonight like they f- <laughs> cooked us or something like that. i don't know just salmonella <laughs> But I think we got done through our suit and, like, I don't know, a bit of reaction through that. That's what we could really put it down to. Yeah. But I've seen, like, blokes, like, good, strong man, like, hard, hey. just, like, crippled, <laughs> like, change things, yeah. But uh, as reckons he got hit, you said it's like it's you get impending doom. Like, the feeling you <laughs> yeah, get right. is, like, it's impending doom. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> man. Some blokes are, like... Get me all the, like, I don't know, oh, morphine. Pump me with morphine and call that fucking chopper you now, I reckon. Hey, you're like, oh, man, hectic. <laughs> yeah, I haven't experienced one in touch with what I don't, but, yeah. Yeah, so like. Eric Andrew's just a little little jellyfish, pretty much the size of your thumbnail. Yeah, bugger all to him, but, yeah, yeah potent. Potent. 
<laughs> like my swimmers. Impotent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a soccer dad. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so on, like you said, you had a few crazy missed calls, uh, a bit, uh, like sharkies and oh, stuff. Oh, sharkies, man, and even, like, almost sinking dories and stuff for lactic. Down the Swains, you got huge tides down there, and, like, wind against tide down there, it's like, like rapids almost like yeah. had divers get sucked down instead of coming up like yeah. their whole holes whole whole hose get sucked down and they get dragged down too like little whirlpools yeah. right down there like, holy <laughs> shit like what's going on <laughs> one bloke got dragged up by a whale like got caught up in the umbilical like the hooker yeah. hose so hooker unit get got your hooker unit in the dory like little five meter tender and you got 150 meters of hose which you're attached to breathing air from the hooker on in the dory yeah and this, this little pot of whales come through and a little one got stuck in the umbilical, we call it, like your hose. Yeah, hose yeah. Freaked out, took off. And this dude got dragged up, like, from 30 metres, oh, like, quick. So bent. Yeah, up. well, not quite. Like, hey. you had, you got a few minutes, like, not, oh, you got, like, 10, 15 minutes before Get you start down. seeing symptoms. So, yep. he got dragged up and the dude in the door, he reckons, yeah, man, like, he was like, what the hell's going on? Like, lost his <laughs> fins, mask come off. Like, he's like, hey. what is happening? And he's racing back to the main boat and, um... Put him back in. Well, oxy and like, he's all good. Like, yep. everything's done safe in the quartering with that stuff, too. Like, not just a bunch of cowboys running around mm. out there. Like, it is well done. Oh, I think <clears throat> over the years with um, the hooker diving in the Torres Straits, they've learned all their lessons up there. Yeah, and yeah. And like, now we re- run everything through OHS, like workplace health and safety and that. Mm. So it's all done properly, obviously. But, yep. man, you can't face nature sometimes when you've got <laughs> whales coming through and that. You're like, holy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strip, yeah. Even the biggest one that scared me the most was um, dolphins, man. Like, because yeah. we run like lift bags and you send up sea cucumbers in lift bags they're bright yellow yeah. this one time like off no- like up north it was pretty dirty and you send up a lift bag these dolphins just come flying in and they just rah, 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 like right and you're like holy shit what's that <laughs> this big gray thing oh, you're like oh man but yeah you have a few accounts of sharks and stuff like that and coral seas the worst out there because yeah. they're so inquisitive and <laughs> yeah, you're coming up, you're like, holy, like, shark shit for sure. <laughs> and uh, what are they, the, wow. What's the white tip? Oh, the oceanic uh, white yeah, tips, yeah. Oceanic white tips, they're the most dangerous shark in the world. Gnarly out there, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. You look around, you're like, oh, it's like 15, 20 now, and I might go up. <laughs> they, look, they look like a, a bull shark with long dorsal fins. Long dorsals, like real silver on the end, and they look mean. Like, mm. They look at you like, yeah, I, I could have you, no worries. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've seen a footage of one eating, like attacking a diver. Mm. If you you Google, it's pretty much the first thing that pops up. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. It just comes in over, comes and buzzes him, then goes around and buzzes him again, then just comes in and starts chewing on his shoulder. Yeah, gnarly. Like, <laughs> like, holy shit! Because yeah. you think like the bubbles and that would scare him away a bit with the scuba. Oh, they're like um. Like, what is that? And come yeah. right up, like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. You to see the fins start going down yeah. and the back arch, you're like, game over. Yeah, I'll go up now. <laughs> but they thought they were right. You could see that the swimming, like, oh, you, I'll be fine. He starts chewing on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He's not fine anymore. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all gone. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's about it with like the sea cucumber stuff. I had a few ones where Big Tiger one time I bumped into that working on a weather face. So you work like up and down, like work a bit of a grid and I've come up to the top like 10 15 meters and then did like a hard turn and then literally ran into this tiger like just bumped into it where it's followed me up the edge and then i've turned into it and we've both shat ourselves <laughs> kind of thing and i was like holy 
holy crap like <laughs> what was that <laughs> yeah, just, yeah that was bad but even big storms out there is pretty yeah. gnarly and that but yeah it's full on yeah. this time of the year is like the worst time <laughs> hence why i'm not out there right now <laughs> stuff that northwesterlies now yeah. yeah every afternoon you get a big big dirty black thing burning. yeah you, go, you get start burling up out there yeah Everyone's like, oh, I thought you'd be fishing. It's so flat in the morning. Like, no <laughs> idea. <laughs> but yeah. One to Savi started, but yeah, pissed off. Yeah. You hear it crackling in the background yeah. and then you're like, oh, gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I look forward to it. Like, just because it's been so hot in the past couple of yeah. weeks. I look forward, just so the storm can cover the sun, so it drops like 10 degrees. Oh, easy. Oh, <laughs> so hot. <laughs> so I'm like, please come. And then Rain. the one today went up, and I'm like, yes, and then it blew away, and the sun come back out. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so painful, eh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so your vessel now, what, what's, you got the West uh, West Coast orders? Yeah, so it's similar to West Coast, the Randall, so it's like, um, West Coast is shaped, like, if you didn't know your boats too well, you'd be like, oh, like, nice little West Coast. So it's a Randall, it's a 11.4 meter Randall, Volvo, 435 horsepower, nice little boat, economical, I don't drive it very hard, like, yep. sit on seven knots and just troll everywhere pretty much. And yep. What sort of liters an hour with seven knots? So, oh, liters an hour. That's too much for me to work out. But <laughs> I've got the screen in mind that tells me. <laughs> I don't have that kind of thing. It's just revs <laughs> and then what bolts. Yeah, broom and we're going. <laughs> but no, so I do some trips to do up to 250 mile round trip. Yep. Under 500 litres. Yep, so, that's good. Yeah, I don't know what that yeah, is. <laughs> get calculators out yeah. and um, we'll hear from you next week. I catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap on fear. It runs it off an early rag. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I run it. Like, I don't have to run my reels off it because it's 24-volt system. So, once the main's off, I can still run my electric reels and everything like that. Yeah. Some boats, you got to have, like, a power pack off your main where they're running hydraulics. Yeah. But for this boat, it's all... There's no gen set. So, it's all run off, like, just battery. So yeah. So, that's it. Yeah. Lithium or...? Nah, or deep cycle. Deep Lithium's cycle. good, but... Oh, the old bank account. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I'm looking into solar and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. I've only had the boat for... Uh, July, so yep. early July, I got it. So, what are we now? March, so eight months. Yep. So, yeah, like starting to get it, work out like all the economics yeah. and that, and like trying to put money where it's best suit for the company that we mm. set up now. And it's good, I wouldn't change into gen sets and that because, oh man, like 24 <laughs> volts. Yeah, it's quiet, <laughs> go to sleep, and there's no noise. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> can it run an aircon? No, not yet. So, <laughs> it's a sweat box. We've got a good fan in there now. I bought a fan today for it, actually, for a skipper chair. Yeah. We've got a fan where we sleep. So, it's like, the way it's set up, you've got like, it's like a forward wheelhouse. And in the front, in the bow, so you've got two bunks in the bow. So, you're like, your toes touch a bit, but like, I can sleep full length. I'm 6'2", you can sleep full length, but yep. touch toes every now and again is not too bad. <laughs> and um, so, you got that. The wheelhouse is just there where you got your little galley. There's no like oven or anything like that it's just like your house where you got your couple of monitors sounder like all your electronics somewhere to sit down and have a meal yep and then you got the back deck there where it's just pretty much seven meters of the boat's all deck yeah that's why they're good all those oh styles it's a work boat man mm. three four nights out at sea like it's just like camping little yeah. camp shower you have out <laughs> and throw it on the roof to heat up and <laughs> it's camping except you can't forget about it otherwise it will wash off, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> off yeah. <in> the flood. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's good it's a work boat and 
Oh, aircon might be a future thing. It depends how the solar stuff goes. And yep. I know, I've got a little generator on top because I do live trout with it just to be versatile. But um, I'm thinking about getting a little boxy to put in the window and yep. just at night just have an aircon just to drop the temp <laughs> a couple of degrees because it does get warm. Half yep. the time I'm fishing all night anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same sort of thing with my boat. I'm trying to figure out the same thing. I only got it a couple of months ago, so I'm yeah. trying to figure all that out. Haven't caught a fish in it yet. Oh, true. I haven't put on... I took it for sea trials it. last week. Yeah. So... I think I seen you in the river there, actually <laughs> blowing around up and down. <laughs> in the six knot zone doing 60? Oh, wave around with this fucking character. <laughs> no, you're doing good. <laughs> I, I actually um, met you last... Was it last Friday? Mm. Yeah, last Friday. Last Friday. <laughs> and we, and um, I explained to you how... I was with Chang fishing at the back of your boat there <laughs> yeah. one day and we caught a, a 99 centimetre barra off the back of your boat. Oh, funny. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. We're making that much noise. We're bringing down these big weights, two, three kilo weights, dinging and carrying on, making noise. Like, we're not going to catch a barra now. <laughs> we thought it was a meter he was that big, but yeah. yeah, not quite. Oh, I was so pissed. I measured it three times. I marked it on my rod and I'm like, no, nah, look. I must have done something wrong. I'll measure it again, and I'll measure it again. Cut the neck. That's an extra two centimetres there, That's right? You, need to do. <laughs> you can't swim with a cut neck. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was pretty cool, actually. I was impressed by that. Yeah, yeah it was a ripper. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, you, I seen you took footage of it, and I said to Chang, make sure you get that footage. That'd be fucking gold. He's like, oh, I lost it. I lost it. Got a new phone, and... All your old Instagram and Facebook settings, you got to change them to save to your camera roll. Yeah. Yeah, I was devastated for you. <laughs> it was good. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Probably at least it'll keep keep the people of knowing the area anyway. Exactly right. Where's your boat in Cardwell? Yeah, Cardwell. <laughs> North Inchebrook. It's out of the water on a low tide there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good little little one, that one, that yeah. little marina there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take your own suction hose to get in the mouth. Oh, man. I would hate to... Oh. It's just dramas down there by the sounds, but hey. see. Oh. I heard they're they're dredging it. I don't know. They, someone's footing to build a drought enough for councillors or something. Yeah, right. Oh, each, oh, each government that comes through saying we're going to dredge you it, promise. And do this and that. Yeah, the <laughs> There's an election coming up. Yeah, <laughs> let's get some votes. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's such a nice place if they could dredge that. Oh man, perfect. Thing. Yeah, before cyclones and that like flood devastation there it was pretty pumping eh? yeah. like, it was good it was a good a little good, marina we used to go stay down there and i think eddinghausen owned those houses there along like the front two, there yeah mm. and you could they'd go up the river all day and chase barrel all day not catch a thing then you come down in the afternoon have a couple of beers and catch three off the yeah, bloody throw a live yeah, you think, singing piss. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny eh? <laughs> it's stuff though like all the greenies down there like oh yeah we don't want to dredge because like silt and this like did they know what was there before the marina was there? Like, like, like oh my god! Anyway, yeah. crucified. No, you, you create a create an ecosystem. That's yeah, what happened. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, let's get into targeting species. This I'm going to pick your brain now. Oh because man, everyone hits me up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So, so, <laughs> so after um, you answer this, just put everyone so mate i'm not going to tell you yep. go to tajan's podcast and you'll hear it all oh. at um 30 minutes yep <laughs> it's been that long yeah oh, 30 man. minutes of shit talking see <laughs> all right let's get to it yeah so what are you i've actually had boldo and asked him sort of the same questions yep chris bolton and he's he uses a pen and oscar to catch trout true hey there you go 
And that's, he said, that's all he's ever known and that's all he's ever done. So that's how he does it. Well, I've never used a pattern yeah. to catch <laughs> was, But yeah, it was crazy. Like, you ask different people different things. All I run for, like, cold trout, we do a lot of it. Like, certain times of the year, we do a lot of it. All we run is a heavy main line, 200 pound. Yep. And then, so that's like your main line, we call it. And then down to a swivel, you run about two minimum, two meters minimum, up to three meters of like... 70 or something. 70, 100, even down to 40. I've dropped down to 30 sometimes, just when trying to get them to buy finicky. Yeah, when they're real quiet. And yep. Especially this time of year, like the heat, like hard to get them going and stuff like that. But yep. yeah, so a couple of meters of that into... I like to use um, uh, like a fluorocarbon because it's a bit stronger, like yep. when it um, hits the reef and stuff like that. Yeah, All a that bit normal, harder. Yeah, a bit yeah. harder, a bit more mongrel to it. That other stuff like just pulls straight away, especially when you run a light stuff. You got to like Schneider. Yeah, you got to like fight them on the bottom a bit, which mm. and I like to turn and go in a little <laughs> bit. So you got to get them out real quick. Yeah. And um, I just do that onto a running sinker. So in between your swivel and your hook, you got a running sinker. Yep. Just down to a ten o, nine o. Yeah. Just a fly hook, like I'll, I use an eagle claw. Like, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cheap, but yeah. So yeah, yeah, the eagle claw they're a bit more of a roundy sort of. Yeah, they're a bit more. They got. So, like, the eye of it kicks into the inside, but they've got a really good offset, like, using a big offset hook yep. instead of, like, a normal, well, offsets, like, the if you're looking at a hook down, oh, how's it, from Black Spade? From shaft to point. Yeah, from shaft to point. It's on not the top. It's not lining up yeah. with each other. It's offset. Yeah. So, that's an offset. That's, I don't really think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> but offset's what we cut up our bananas with on, the tr- with on tractor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So a good offset hook, I find that works a lot better, but man, each their own, even run the pattern off, they're like something I've never grown up with or done, but it works, obviously, yeah. like Balto is a great fisherman, so mm. works, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's just funny, like even pros have different ways of doing stuff. There's no right, right <laughs> or wrong way of doing it, as long as they get that fish in the boat, yeah. man, yeah, yeah. So well, even like, yeah, even like down to sinkers, we run up to a 10 ball, down to a, like a P, like a two ball even. So. Yep. Depends where you're fishing, moons, tides, everything. And that's what with uh, <clears throat> I find with low and high tide, they sort of go off the bite a bit. Mm. And um, you, you've, I, I call it mouthing. Yep. They just you can feel them actually Pie put it in it. their mouth, but they don't actually bite it. Yeah. They like oh, like just throw it in there and move it around like <laughs> a lolly kind of thing. Eh? Yeah, they're funny yeah. little things. If you don't know the right bite, like even now you still learn. Like, I'm only young in the industry, but, like, I've caught more fish that you can poke than a stick at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm double your age, young fella. What? <laughs> but I'll, even that, like, you're still feeling for bites. Even, like, you know, some days, man, you drop it down, you're like, oh, it's a sheet of lipper. Like, mm. little machine gun things. And you just, <laughs> you just give it a whack, like, give it a good old pull. And then, oh, fucking hell, it's a trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> so, like, even, you still learn, even when that mouthing stuff, like, yeah, you give it a good old swing yeah. and you got nothing. You're like, oh, well, there goes one. <laughs> I find it spearing, I'll, I'll jump in the water when we're fishing. Yeah. And I'm like, if we're invisible, we can see the bottom. I'm like, I'm jumping in to see what's here. Yeah. And so I will just be on top of the water and say, like, there's a there's a trout on your hook, mate. Pull it. Mm. And they're like, there's nothing there. Whack it. Yeah. And, I, and that's when you know they're, they're doing the mouthing and stuff. Like, and I'll, you yeah. just watch it. They just swim over it and then they'll just grab it and just suck it Sit in on it mm. and then i'm like it's in its mouth and they're like no i wasn't pull it and they're like oh fuck it's real. i've got one i've got one yeah i'm like yeah i know it's been in his mouth for 20 minutes oh even these days i do you sit there and like i usually count to 10 if i don't get a bite and usually gone oh yeah 
sometimes 20 seconds but if they're not there they're not there yeah. somebody drop it down count and you're like oh yeah right yeah and you might daydream and do something you just go to pull it in and the next minute you <laughs> whack on. a tree you're like holy yeah right <laughs> and so just got to be a bit more onto it i guess yeah and i find even doing that when i'm in the water spearing you catch one and then it just creates action yeah they they'll come from like 50 meters away and they're all just coming in to see what this action is they're that so commotion. inquisitive yeah yeah oh especially if you're fishing ground like rubble ground and like big like shoalier ground kind of stuff yeah. when you're fishing you're more isolated bombies like where there's yeah. lots of sand around you get two or three fish move that's it yeah mm. you're done but if you're fishing ground oh 30 40 meter kind of stuff bit of an uh, like rubbly mound you catch mm. one wait five minutes catch another before you know it, you get your bag limit yeah like they just come in from everywhere yeah mm. exactly right yeah yeah so fun i i still they're still the best fish to tr um oh, chicken catch. to see man yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't catch. yeah i always like you can go out and get your reds and all that sort of stuff but trout are just like that's oh. that's it for me yeah you talk to people like oh what's your best eating fish and they want our oh, trout shit you're like no trout's good it's just <laughs> easy to catch like they're very forgiving to cook yeah. and you can throw anything on it like how are they at filleting oh like <laughs> they're the easiest fish and tastiest fish to catch in the sea there's nothing wrong with saying that they're the best chewing like, yeah yeah you got your better fish but like oh, chicken of the sea really yeah like, they're that good yeah. and i think the other the deep water fish like your red silver and all that they're in a not in a quiet taste but they are a more fishier taste yeah oh like like it depends like if what kind of fish you like like trout hold together well mm. largies like your saddles and that they a bit more of a flowery texture they fall apart a bit yeah on the pan but they're tasty as well mm. reds but you i mean you cut up a 10 kilo red and like a decent little trout like <laughs> reds are shit like really like, <laughs> tough and yeah pricks to fill it and stuff yeah. like that they're, they're good they're not bad but yeah. we're pretty pretty spoiled yeah up when you spoil well. everything yeah. <laughs> you get to have a judge yeah exactly exactly <laughs> well yeah <laughs> so if it's red it's dead yeah pretty much <laughs> anything that like that's good <laughs> so when you go out so um along the bottom like you fish the pressure point side of the rocks and yep. stuff like that and yep, yep and even like would you fish the tide side of the reef like uh, if it's coming from the north or the south or coming in or out can't say that oh, i can a couple nah. more beers i'll tell you what you want to know but no like <laughs> i'll um, tell you next week <laughs> no like look oh it's oh to me it's common like not common sense stuff but like if you think you got your ebb and flood so normally off the reefs they run northeast southwest so northeast is your flood tide southwest yep. is your ebb tide you run out yeah people call it as well so Oh, look, man, it is better to fish these certain sides of the reef. Like, do yeah, you run in? You're not going to tell us. Oh, man, like, <laughs> pretty much anywhere on the reef, there's fish. So even, like, if you're fishing northern end on a run-in tide, there's fish. Yeah, you've got to fish the other side of the rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly what it is. So if you go down the southern end, but on the northern end tide, like a run-in tide, yep. and you're fishing down the southern side of the reef, there's still all the fish didn't just go swim three miles up to the other side of the reef like, <laughs> especially the trout they're territorial yeah they're territorial the yeah the dominant species on the rock so yeah. like you got a rock call it say you're fishing 20 meters you got a rock even the size of your car still holds two or three fish yep run in tide you fish on the northeastern side or whatever tide some hit some hit north some hit south depending on shape of reef and everything yep but just drive 10 meters over the other side and hang it on the other side, the fish will be there on the pressure point kind yep. of thing. So the fish are there. It's just, mm. yeah, just fishing. The biggest one is just being on the right place of the rock and yeah. 
That's the main one. Being on the right rock. Being on the right rock. <laughs> That's for the bait, yeah. Like, because sometimes you, you bloody sound of lights up, you're like, man, there's... Then you put your goggles on, you're like, fucking nothing fusiliers. Yeah, nothing <laughs> that. That's it. Yeah, it's a good start finding bait, but yeah. yeah. Oh, look, man, like, just be on the right side of the rock and... Yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, there's that many people fishing these days. Like, don't be surprised. You're not going to find a brand new rock that's never seen no. a bait as well. So, you've got to be onto it. <laughs> you can't hang a rock and expect it to swim over. Like, they no. have seen, a, like, a bait or two in their time, probably these fish yeah. as well. So, Even spearing, I, I notice some reefs, certain time of the year, they just take off. Like, oh. there's trout everywhere. And then you can, like, oh, go back there again. It's like, there's nothing at all. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's dead. You're like, how the fuck are they just going, like, from 30 trout in an acre of ground to nothing nothing yeah it's weird eh? <laughs> or even water temp can be a huge one mm. like just change a degree, a degree or two and man changes fishing dramatically like yep. everything you're like holy you think this is possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh with your pelagics what do you th- what are your thoughts there same thing like oh they're more like reefs more so like you're not going to fish a rock like a certain rock in the middle of the reef for pelagics like oh by all means man if you've fish on a rock throw out a pilly on a floater mm. catch a spanish or a sharky or, or a shark or a shark mainly <laughs> probably a shark you get the shits and like fuck these things and that, that conversation's coming up shortly yeah. oh <laughs> jesus but no like even reefs and that like i don't know like i learn a lot of things i don't want to give away too much either because you do learn a lot oh, it's, it's your job Oh, I'm not going to ask you how to grow bananas. I'm gonna have a, I can't even keep a tree alive in my yard, let alone a banana. No, like, you don't have to ask me. You've got Stephen Lizzie. Oh, I know you're listening, mate. The man, the myth, the, the man. There he is. <laughs> There's a shout out, Lizzie. There is Lizzie. <laughs> but no, like even there. So that's for that ex- like example that like you fish your reef. So you got to run in tide, northeast inside the reef. Have a troll along there. Usually glass out days, you see bait everywhere. Yep. Have a troll along there in the morning or where there's bait there's platics really yeah. eh? like yeah yeah i did a trip it's actually up on my um youtube yep now on back reef sessions um yeah. tune in right now and subscribe <laughs> that voice it's saying? abc radio <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah well, i went out with a mate joy and we, we nailed a couple of big spanos so it's a good little trip and all yeah. we did was follow the bloody bait around yeah, yeah that's all it is man and mm. like there's spots in the channel like like they swim like they got to swim eh? Yeah. so even in the channel like everyone's on these big things about wonkies and this and that guarantee if you troll a lure most of the spanish are catches on the way because trolling in the big boat you're just doing seven knots so yeah. you throw lures out the back perfect speed perfect speed <laughs> for a laser pro so you just throw a lure out the back most of the spanish we catch are like throughout the channel so yeah. i presume we i got wonkies marked and like seven times out of ten go over a bit of bait on the bottom and that and catch a spanish or two so yeah. they are everywhere mm. like mm. even though they seem to be endangered apparently so <laughs> yeah that's that was some big thing even as I was talking about the other day about yeah yeah they and all that's come down to is they were employing these blokes to sit at the ramp and yeah. ask you what you went out and you were chasing yeah and if you didn't get one, well, well, they're not around anymore. Yeah. Didn't ask how good of a fisherman that person was or what lure they were using or where they were fishing or anything like that. It's hard, yeah. And so that's where I had that. I've got a, I've got an app idea. Yeah? Oh, <laughs> save it for later. No, Don't yeah. tell everyone. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was going to tell everyone, but I thought I'm, I'll hold on to it for a little bit. Yeah. And I'll see if I can get it moving. Yeah, 100%. But it will pretty much, not, oh, we wouldn't say save the industry, but... 
it will help oh. help everyone help the pro fishermen there's will no help. data man yeah like, if you can help data with the recreational side of sector like that helps like oh. at the end of the day like commercially looking at it oh be careful what i say but like even for when i got this big boat like i was big with like helping out with the industry because like at the end of the day the average age for the commercial fisherman is 55 years of age. Mm. And you're like, man, that's old. Like, yeah. To be on the water doing what you do, like it's a <laughs> physical job. Mm. 55 years for the average age is like, that's scary. Yeah. And there's like... Skin like leather. Yeah, oh, man. Like, <laughs> like, no offense to so poor buggers look 70. Some of them, they look that, like, oh, you're out in the weather all that time. <laughs> look at my hands. Like, they look like I'm a 40-year-old hands kind of wrinkled up. Well, how old are you? I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And, um, or like, I try and help out. Like, I was helping out the Department of Research and Development and getting them down, especially when I got the boat. It was Spanish mackerel season and spotty mackerel season. And that. So, I went and targeted that with the boat because it was only a few miles off the coast. I was working, just making sure the boat was running good before I do the big stages of going 200 miles off the coast and stuff like that. So, mm. I'll get them down and what they do, they measure every single fish and we got weights and, like, it takes time out of your unloads and that, but you feel like you're doing the right thing for... Oh, yeah. it's research, man. Like, you're trying to save your future as well. And all they're doing is... <laughs> they get it and just fuck you with it, really. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's all Pretty it much. is. And they just data entry and then pass it on to some... They're ticking a box. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, I've worked out. They're just ticking a fucking box. So, and like, oh, it's hard because people are like, oh, you should get more involved in this and that. And I don't have much time in my life as it is to try and make a living and like start what I've done with family and then they're like oh you need to get this well at the end of the day i've worked out with these guys it's like you can't change it no they're ticking a box they're mm. saying they brought it to the public at the end of the day they want to bring it in by july they brought it out what three months ago to the public yeah like, dude they've made the decision they're just ticking mm. a box like i know that sounds a bit shit on my behalf but yep. at the end of the day like i've tried to help like with research and development and yep. then when they just get it and fuck you with it it's like mm. man like like that's their job it's yeah. people are blaming us for it and it's like well we have so many log books and we have to call in when we leave call in with their weight notice yep. and, and if you have one fish that's not counted for a six hundred dollar fine mm. and like you know what i mean like it's hard on our half and we're doing the best we can and like oh trust me like behind the scenes like there's fishermen doing the best we can and like i'm trying like you're chipping and help as well mm. but like yeah i don't know it's such a hard one you know like yeah, and like the main thing, and that's where this app I was talking about, it, it's all about data. Yeah. And real data. Yeah. And it's real-time data. That's what I was trying to get. So it was real-time data. So yeah. at the everyone gets it and, and make it so it's public so everyone can see the data. It's not hidden and played with by government yeah. and someone's trying to push some agenda or anything like that. It's yeah. all open. Everyone gets it. You could actually run fishing comps with it yeah. and everything. Make it like, fun. Yeah. And, and the thing is you could go at the reef and you could catch a fish and it gets uploaded as data mm. and all of a sudden you've won a, a Toyota or something for the day. You didn't even know you were in the comp. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, it's all that sort of stuff. And yeah. there's so many things that can happen. And with that sort of, because, and just collecting that data and having it real time will just, you, at the drop of a hat, you can close a reef down. Oh, exactly. You can open man. a reef up. Yeah. Because well, that's it. Exactly. Like, the biggest thing, so, oh, no judgment. Did some Googling, obviously, when you, like, mm. at home, like, there's, there's over 220,000 recreational commercial trailer vessels in yep. Queensland, right? I don't know exactly how many, like, Spanish mackerel symbols there are. 
on the East Coast. But like, there's not many, put it mm. that way. There's not 220,000, I'll give you the drum. <laughs> well, like, and then, like, for instance, like, everyone, even off home here, man, look how many people put up on Facebook. There's always a Spanish or two in it. Every time someone goes to the reef, if you put out a float line, you're going to get gonna a Spanish get one. Mac. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, it's not like when. It's not like if. you might get one. It's You'll get one. Yeah. If you don't, you've... You've dropped one. Yeah. Sort of thing. You've hooked it one, lost there. one. 90% of the time, Spanish, they're pricks of fish to catch. Like, mm. they throw the hooks pretty quick. Yeah. They do smack it. You don't hook up. But, like, there's that's a lot of trailer boats and, like, and they're all up and down the coast. And, like, mm. there's no data for that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just the way it is. And, mm. yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. Just, so, we just yeah. good to have a fair data with it all. Yeah. But, and I just said, like, pros, everyone all share the same database so yeah. and then everyone knows everything it's all open yeah. it's all open yeah yeah, yeah. for <laughs> sure yeah and it's a, it, yeah it's a way you can control an industry and control takes it's all about take how many takes and quotas hmm. and that day there you can have a quote like you might be able to take seven this day but because of a few people got close to quota you're like okay the next day it's four yeah but have it written there for today this it's four because yesterday a lot got taken close to like it's even just good knowledge to know what's getting taken out of the oceans too because it would be mm. eye-opening like yeah. yes like commercial sector there is a lot of volume but it is managed mm. or like fisheries do manage it and stuff like that so we are st- sticking to a quota and yeah. everything like that we have to pay for that quota too like there is a lot of cost involved with what we do but like it is like even for myself personally i love to know how much com- like recreational side of things take out of the ocean yeah too. and like, everyone's like well how are you going to collect this data it's like who doesn't go to the reef for the phone yeah <laughs> everyone yeah everyone's <laughs> taking a photo of it out there at least yeah like upload it like and it doesn't take long to take a photo if you've got the right app it, yeah it'll it'll do it it'll do it all for you so yeah exactly i've so. pretty much just spelled out what the app is anyway <laughs> Do it quickly. <laughs> oh, I'll be good, man. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, it's it's all about just saving saving species and and like. Yeah. We can talk about your dad when he went to the reef when he was our age. Hmm. Bet you he caught a whole lot more fish and didn't have the, half the gear we got. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the biggest thing now. Like, um, well, example, like if you go to the reef and not catch anything, like, man, take up golf or something. Like, mm. get a different hobby. Like, I know it's not all about catching fish, but like. Yeah, in the day, like with the equipment we got, there's mincoders, there's side scan. You can side scan up to 100 meters, like now, like, and you got a mincoder that can anchor you within two meters, yeah. or like iPilot, whatever it is. Mm. Like today's technology, like, like back in the day, oldies weren't fishing wonky holes and stuff like that. So no. there's only been a thing in the new generation now. It's only in the past couple of years. Yeah, really. Realistically, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people are going out the back now, like even. Going out the shelf back in the day, like that was like, oh man, this dude's crazy. He's yeah. going out that far. Yeah, and shit. it's only like two miles past yeah, the reef. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So everyone thought you're like, oh man, this dude's crazy fishing. And then you go out there at night on a good night on a weekend, man. It's, it's like a city out everywhere. there. It's like, holy shit, you gotta watch where you're going. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like yeah. stuff has come so far. Even like plotters throwing the 3D imaging up, they show mm. you the rocks. Yeah, I seen. Um, actually, I was watching some Ryan Moody the other day, and he did mention something that made me thought. Yeah, he is right. Hmm. That he said, "Oh, I might this year um, go out and try look at chasing some rubies and stuff like that." And he goes, "At least that will start making people go out, put less pressure on the inshore reef." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of and course. So, so if you start searching wider in that, it um, yeah, just 
takes less pressure off the actual reef. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. but you don't want them out there because that's your job. I know, right? <laughs> no, interesting. Like, even when I started the stuff with Marty, same thing. We were going to JCU and we we're sending away, like, so you send away the ear bones and they find out, like, growth rates and stuff yeah. like that. What's same it called? The monol... What's oh, don't ask me stuff for that, obelisk. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Just Google it. Mm. But, um, so, like, we're sending stuff away and, like, same thing. If you're, um, like, in the industry for a while, man, you want to look after it and, like, trying to have a sustainable fishery. Yeah. And then some of the fish we're catching... So, for instance, like, a big rubies and that, they're up to, like, 30 years old, eh? Like, yeah. Same as reds, though. Red emperor, they're very slow-growing yeah. species. I've yeah. heard one with the... F- I had Erin McGinty on here and she does a little bit of that yeah yeah um stuff but she also said that some can be 25 and some can be the same size and be five crazy yeah how they grow it's just like whatever area they're in in just food supply whatever if it was abundant or not well fun fact this is so when i was doing all the cold trout and that day running i was working in pretty close with like the guys were studying and stuff like that so they reckon in our region so say we're off i'm off mission beach when i'm fishing so for instance otter reef i go there fishing they reckon in that like general area, they reckon up to eighteen months for a cold trout from hatch to full fully grown. Yep, which is crazy That's stuff. All man, it's nothing <laughs> like an eighteen months of thirty-eight <laughs> centimeter fish. Like yep. wow, and they reckon that's like hugely to do with like the ecosystem out of Hinchinbrook. All that river systems we got off here is just like yep. huge growth out there, right? Eh? Yeah, so, which makes sense. Like mm. man, trout I, on my plotter, I got like. T5, T2, so trout, five. I pulled five of that rock. Yeah. I like to leave stuff oh, minimum eight, ten weeks, so two months before yep. I fish another hang. Even now, I haven't gone to a rock for like three, four months. But yep. you go back there and it's like says T5 and then you're like, oh, all right. And then you pull five off it again. You're like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty, just like yeah. it comes back. And like, it shows that that rock's got the right inhabitants on it. And just right flow with tides and yeah. yeah, like nutrients and it's pretty cool like when you start like narrowing stuff down personally like that yeah and i you know a good rock you can see a good rock a mile away underwater <laughs> when you're spearing you just it'd be just dead 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 and it's just like this castle yeah just stands out and it's just all these fish and oh, everything's around yeah. it and bait you're like how come that rock has everything and all these have nothing yeah it's wild <laughs> yeah and that could make or break your day too yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it is, like, it's interesting information to know, like, and a lot of people don't know that either, like, yeah. off home's, like, the best ecosystem, really, probably, I reckon, I know on the East Coast, it's a big call, but, like, I haven't been anywhere else, but yeah. the amount of people that fish off home, there's always a feed. Yeah. Yeah, it's fishing, yeah. Yeah, Otter's a really good reef, yeah. too. Well, it's a big reef. Oldies, my <laughs> old man used to call it the bank, like, you'd yeah. go out there and... It's like going to the bank. You get your, <laughs> like get your fish and go. It's very home. sharky for spearing. Oh man, the bull sharks there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, we're going to go down this path <laughs> of our uh, little friends, the men in the grey suit. Mm, <laughs> good fun. So, what are your thoughts on how it's all happened and why there's so many sharks out there now? Oh, I don't know. There's a few things. I've got a few theories, but there's no right or wrong answer. And, and I like and listening who to people's is, too. Is anybody doing this? research on it that's the other thing i don't know like i get in trouble with my log books because i write um 50 going to sharks and yeah like you can't write on this stuff this is confidential you have to keep it in between the lines but i write across my log book which is like a legal <laughs> document 50 percent more fish would have been caught due to sharks yeah and they're like no i can't do that but anyway you so, gotta make it vote like how are you gonna tell people man like <laughs> anyway so like 
there is dominant species out there like otter's great for like huge bull sharks they're pretty big and powerful out there like and they reckon the oceanics they're extinct or they're like a no-take species and oh man i'd love to take the scientists out there on a trip dude because holy shit like the amount of money they cost you and like yeah. even like like the amount of fish we take out of the waters and there's no sharks getting taken out either like there's mm. just an imbalance really yeah. like i don't know like there's a lot of factors like even like they used to trawl real close back in the day like around the river yeah. mouse and that and so back in them days like when they trawled the river mouths ah, river mouths sorry they they catch a lot of that fresh like all them young bullies that come out of the rivers and that mm. and they wipe it out from there like they stop it from going out further yep. you know what i mean so there's that i know prawn trawlers don't have a great name for that stuff like that but like little things like that like they stop them from getting out further and like they've stopped shark finning and like yeah shark finning i don't agree with that either you can't just cut the fins off and dump the barrel yeah. like if they found another market for that they can you can still do it mm. but in the, the day it costs you more in ice to keep the sharks yeah. and to do it <laughs> like and, and who's going to do that well, really that's what people don't realize years ago that's all you ate when you had fish and chips and was flake yeah flake and it's, it's <laughs> everyone's like this is nice mackerel like, yeah, it's flake, oh, mate. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and like down south there's still a demand for it but not like a huge demand like there used to be like shark mm. like even my dad back in the day he used to net the river mouths chasing like queen fish and salmon and stuff like that shark you're still getting good money for it you yeah. put it under the knife keep the barrel keep the fins you could sell the fin back yeah. in the day and what size you got a little meter and a half meter and a half is yeah. the max for it which a barrel it's a big it's shark a big fish. Man. Yeah, yeah yeah cut the tail and head off like it's a big shark mm. but like even that nowadays like there's no none of that stuff and like they grow quick yeah and they're adapting mm. so yeah the, the one i've heard is and i've sort of i actually <laughs> the envoy movie came out i think it's on youtube or something like that yeah I didn't actually i watched a bit of it it's it's really like all for sharks and the shark netting which i don't i don't believe they should do shark netting and stuff like yeah, that even off. netting in general off the beaches i don't know how many yeah. whale, more whales get caught in them bloody sharks yeah and <laughs> oh, i don't i don't i want to say what we've like yeah we haven't caught anything bad yeah but like i don't agree with it like mm. it's net net like if you can control it and like like same with the prawns like they did really well with like doing the turtle escape like they've made it adapt it so yeah. like the creatures escape and like yeah. you know what i mean like mm. so that's perfect they're just catching prawn that's it yeah a little bit of bycatch but even squid they're selling like everything's yeah. making something off it and they're keeping the wildlife safe and friendly like yeah and a lot of people like to go to uh, a coles or wherever and, and buy calamari yeah but they don't realise that that's squid. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not squid. Yeah, oh, exactly. And like the netting, like I don't know, it's a hard one. Like, yeah, yeah. Like and like, yeah, it's I don't know, it's just so hard. You got to be watch what you say these days too. I'm like, I'm all for people to make a living in that, but as long as like if you're checking the nets frequently, that's sweet. But if you're not, like you can, the fish isn't great out of it, and yeah. I don't know, like. Doesn't so, take a rocket scientist to throw a net in the water and catch a fish. Yeah. Like, there's not much skill involved. Like I know you know fish your sandbars and tides, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called Benny's Line Court Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a young fella now, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Teaching him the ropes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's good. <laughs> so yeah. and so after watching that Envoy movie, uh, a bit of it, and I actually went online and spoke to the people who actually were part of it the movie and they said it's all about predation that's their theory yeah okay so 
the more you go to a spot, the more you attract. It's like ringing a dinner bell, exactly. pretty much. Yeah. So the more you go there, more and like we've got Minn Coders, we've got so many more boats out there. So all the sharks are just like, oh, here comes dinner. Yeah, ding a ding. And they're like, they're like, we don't have to work as hard anymore. These people are going to catch them for us. Yeah, they're adapting. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, and like, yeah, what if? <laughs> Does, yeah, you don't have to be the smartest <laughs> tool, like the sharpest tool in the shed to work out. Like, I'm not going to run around chasing a trout around a rock for four hours to eat it when I can do the wait for something to turn up. Wait for a dinner up. bell to yeah. turn up. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I had a mate, this is where another way where I've, I've, I believe this is why it's happening. He's, hmm. he's up at Weeper. Yep. And he said, you can't catch a finger mark off Weeper. He yeah, said, right. It's only five, six meters deep and halfway to the surface, shark's got it. Yeah. You said you go north or south, 80 mile, and you can fish all day without getting sharked. Right, okay. He said just because the predation's not there and they're just not used to that, but up there they're just like ring, ringing the dinner bell again. It's crazy. Well, so, even like the today example, I go to Tate Tack World to get all my gear and that, and the young fella there was like, yeah, yeah, I was top. Forget what creek he said, but he was up top like near rapids, like yeah. up pretty high. He caught a bull shark <laughs> on a frog, like just, <laughs> like, you know, little plastic yeah, frogs. Yeah, plastic frogs good bully like you're like dude he's like man people swim near here and there's sharks yeah. like, that's insane like full on <laughs> yeah. i used to spear right up the north johnson river yeah right and we used to um when we used to spear our fish we'd tie it up to with a line in the rapids yeah, right. and we'd go up the creek a bit further and we'd come back down and one day i come back down it's just heads yeah, right. Crossbow so shark. Bull shark. Yeah, yeah, bull shark just chopped, chopped them all off. Well, that's crazy, eh? <laughs> well, like, they go up there to breed and, yeah, like, they do their thing. And, like, I'm, I don't know, you just have to have a balance. And, like, you, you are, if you stood at the ramp and asked, how's your day, everyone would say, fucking sharks. sharks. Yeah. yeah. That's what the, the first thing would say. Is like, and it's probably the past five, six, five, six years have been... Yeah, where well, you look at... the conversation. Pretty much when they've shut down all that like finning and like mm. i don't what i don't agree with finning yeah but like if you can make a market for everything happy days because it has to be a balance but like since then yeah it's just gone out of control really mm. like yeah and it, like shutting down the finning also pushes more people towards catching Spanish Fish. mackerel yeah yeah oh, you know what i mean because <laughs> that's the that's the opposition to well, to it. a shark a lot of a <laughs> lot of boats were just shark catching shark for a living and now they're gonna like oh well, we have to make a living something else so we'll go fishing and do so it's not yeah. like there is licenses yeah everything is licensed and that but like it's just another fisherman out there yeah. which is fine but and like, like you said now i i think the the licenses aren't getting passed on they're just getting bought out wwf is just buying them out yeah, yeah so so they do license buybacks and that but like it, it it's hard to say because if you're a fisherman and like you lose like say for instance mackerel like spanish mackerel like i spent i bought this boat eight months ago and i got with licenses and i searched for a spanish license because there was one on there so like well, people need to know twenty thousand dollars for a spanish license that doesn't include quota or nothing like now i can't use it like yeah they don't reimburse you for it like oh sorry <laughs> bud like here's your twenty thousand dollars back yeah like that's just tough titties like, mm. no, no like that's every industry it's all like that but like some boats are built purposely to catch Spanish mackerel. Yeah. If they can't do that, they're done. Mm. Because with the fishing industry, like, it's not... Oh, like, what's the best way to explain this? It's like, um, you can't use... It's not an asset. It's a high-risk asset. So, you can't use that as equity yep. for anything. You know yeah. what I mean? I, can't, I couldn't even use it to buy a house or yeah. a car. Like, it's a high-risk 
yeah. asset. So it's good for nothing <laughs> for that reason where yeah. they can just be like, oh, sorry, boys. See you later. Yeah. Cut that string. Here's another one. As soon one. as they cut the string, that you should at least be reimbursed. Yeah. Oh, like even like some, like even something, man. Like just, I don't know. The full price of what you paid? Fuck them. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> oh, you want to cut the string, you can do world. it. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like dude... That's 20 grand is a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And you've got to catch it. And you've got quotas as well add on top of that. So you pay that to catch the, the species. And then you've got to pay money to catch that when you go fishing as well. So like, And, and also, people can Google this. The growth rate of a uh, full-grown Spanish mackerel is like three or four years anyway. It's, yeah. not, it's not a long time. No, no exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's another fast-growing species. Yeah. Pelagic, most pelagics are, which yeah. is good. But like, oh. Oh, it's hard. Like, and you, I don't know. I try, and I'm probably, probably a bit too nice about it. Like, you try and look at it everyone's perspective, but like, at the end of the day. So, were they, they planning to shut it down fully? Like, you can't catch one, or are they going to no, put the quota right it's back to one? Not going to be or? to that extent. Like, I do get emails about it, and like, it chopping changes all the time. So, I don't want to say something and then it's not right. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, there is changes being made, no doubt about it. And. You're not going to be not be able to catch one. You yep. might just going to have to catch less. Yep. It's pretty much at the end of it. So, what's it? Three per person, six per boat. Mm. They might. I think. I don't want to say numbers, but you can still cut. You can go out and catch a mackerel, but probably not as many. Yeah. And for us, same thing. They're going to drop it pretty dramatically, and um, they are looking at a closed season, like so closed period of time. So yeah. So three, four I'm months a year. June, time. July out here. <laughs> <laughs> when they're coming through yeah, yeah. pretty much whenever there's <laughs> mackerel they'll close it so yeah. I, that at this stage that's the talk so but like i said it changes all the time too and yep. you never know and like the best thing about the spanish as well is like because it's all votes man like when they like because last year they dropped the coral trout quite about 200 ton yeah no one knew about it like it's that every all the all for instance like recreational no there was no changes there so mm. there was no blow up about it if yeah. that makes sense but for us we dropped 200 ton so we have to pay a lot more of a quota this year and yeah. like stuff like that. But like the price stays the same, similar, like anything. Like yeah. you got to pay more, get paid the same. It doesn't get passed on, whatever. Mm. But like no one knew about it. And like, you're not going to whinge to people because <laughs> not many people like commercial blokes as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but like the best thing about Spanish is we've had such of like an uproar with the like recreational sector. Like, well, it's all votes, man. So yeah. Yeah, all the recreational people are kicking up a stink because same thing, they go out and catch it and if it's going to affect them, you'll blow up about it mm. too. So, it's been good. Like, yeah. working in together with them kind of guys has been yeah. good. So, I, The only one I've, I've said it on here before is I'm mainly worried about the crayfish. Yeah. I just, like I said, we were talking prior and yeah. used to go out and get quota within an hour. It takes a full day to get close to quota. Designate a full day to craze. Yeah, yeah that's good. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> you, you're fucked by the end of the day oh, man, all that diamond. bouncing up and down all day <laughs> for a big dirty tough chewy thing yeah. oh, I don't really like them that much but no. they are tasty I call them they're a flavour not a filler that's yeah. what I say like <laughs> you have crayfish as a flavour not as a like you're not I'm going to sit down and eat this four kilo cray <laughs> yeah be yum and you just <laughs> want to spew up in a bag after half an entree kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yeah so I just I just think they're yeah, it's it's just funny, it's like the way you brought up and you see, if you when you see a cray under the rock and it's huge, it's just like angels. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. how good's this? But a trout could be beside it, which is way better eating. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna spear this cray. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Because it's just it's been 
beat up as like the rich people's food yeah sort of thing and you have it as a, at a nice restaurant and all this sort of stuff yeah exactly well even well believe this or not like back in the day it used to be like fed to the slaves that stuff hey eh? yeah, so yeah. like when it was net caught down south and stuff like that like the craze and bugs was like all uh, it's peasant food <laughs> and then nowadays it's like the holy it's the grail yeah it's switched on your switcheroonie yeah <laughs> Yeah, crazy. But yeah, like crazy. Like I, I used to spear a lot as a kid, and like, believe it, I haven't even been in the water that spear gun for like oh, too long. I don't even want to think about it. But like, <laughs> even like people you talk to as well, they're like, man, like you go a lot of blokes, you know, they go a few hours diving, spear a few tuskies, ah, uh, trout and stuff like that, and they go look for craze. These blokes know what they're doing. They're getting like one cray if they're lucky. And like, mm. man, usually get a few and go yeah. home and call it a day. But that's pretty much my day. I'll go. I like going to the back of the reef, yep. going about 80 metres, trying to get a, a red and a silver and stuff. Yep. Then I'll head back in, try to get a trout, yep. jump in, get a cray and head home. Yeah, supermarket, how good is that? <laughs> <laughs> do the whole shebang and yeah. if the waves are good, I'll get a surf in as well. Yeah, do you do that out there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck that, I'm not that confident to surf on the reef. Eh? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you, nothing, because I do a lot of surfing out there. So oh, I, was just, I was thinking... Um, should I be doing that out there? <laughs> you want to be shark shit if you fall off? Yeah. No, nah, it's pretty. Oh, I see some mad weight like Gilby. Do you do Gilby at all? No, but I do one not far from there. Yep. And it's um, I see rollers out there. I'm like, man, if I was like a surfer, dude, come out here and do towins. Yep. Like, so, is there any other any other reefs? Um, Gilby's we talk good. about this afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's pretty good because you only get probably oh, a handful of days where you actually get the right everything's got to be flat yeah and swell sort oh, of thing yeah. so mm. you don't get many of those days so mate anyone can come out and bang that reef like there's endless waves and yeah. it's the biggest bank where i surf so yeah, good. you get a thousand people out there and that all get heaps of waves that's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be confident yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, any other reefs you've noticed oh I don't, oh I don't know I'm not really, really looking at waves. Now you have to look. <laughs> yeah, I have to Start look. looking. I hit, oh, another thing to keep an eye out for. <laughs> I hit Boulder up all the time too. <laughs> was a swell out the back? When your back was a swell out. It's all over and now it's swell out because there's no apps or anything up this way. Like down south, they have yeah. the swell net and all that, so you know. Yeah. But there's actually fuck all apps in North Queensland or anything to know if there's swell out there. Yeah, there's nothing. Even the weatherman gets it wrong half the time yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, all I do is look for the, the swirlies to go out to sea and for, wait for them to go out to sea and I'll go yeah. out. Yeah. the day after them yeah bloody oath i'll keep an eye out now <laughs> trying to think yeah haven't been going yeah so yeah i know up um cairnsway there's headley reef yeah cairns um, gets some good swell off there i think arlington gets a good wave too mm. i know it's horseshoe but oh man i don't really know a good wave if i've seen it either so mm. <laughs> <laughs> well i've heard horseshoe's good and someone told me it's got soft coral so if you stack it you right, bit of but cushion. i haven't hit the bottom yet uh, touch wood <laughs> i've come close because <laughs> this is funny you'd be cruising along and all of a sudden there's just a bomby just pops out it just sucks away and you're like oh shit you've got to go up the wave around it because yeah. it's just it's just a rock there in front of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no not my forte <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, so this has been a pretty good little chat mate um yeah. we're hitting what's that hour and ten jeez Jeez, we've, we've gone too far. Nah. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to retract? <laughs> oh, nah. Nothing, nothing. Just give it a go. Go have fun out there, I reckon, eh? Just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop giving us a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Me, that is. <laughs> no, no. 
No, I, probably my only argument for pro fishermen is like because I'm a farmer, hmm. I got to put stuff back into the soil. I got to put like a sow a seed into the ground, and you yep. sort of pro fishermen just go out and, and it's there and. There's nothing actually, you're not chucking trout fingerlings back in the water or anything like that. I always, yeah. like, I've thought that my whole life sort of thing. Oh, sending fingerlings out. Yeah. Yeah. I well, talk to a lot of people about that stuff. It's interesting, eh? Mm. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, that, that was, that's my only thing is it's like they, they say primary producers are like, well, you have didn't really put anything in the water to get it back. Yeah, that's, you take it out, you're not giving anything back. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing I've sort of thought about. But after speaking to a lot of pro fishermen and stuff like that, it's just like, it's a living and well, yeah, it is hard one because we are put under as a primary juicer, and like, and I think of it as too. There is a lot of green zones, so my thing is the green zones, like our yeah, not, the producers. Not, yeah, it's not our way of putting it back because like we don't make it, but mm. like they are, they produce and like yep. they feed the reefs and stuff like that, which is fine. Yeah, but same thing like putting fingerlings out there, it's a good idea, but like it's a hard one when. Say so you bring something up in a tank and it's not yeah. used to living in the wild. You it hasn't something got that out, pred- predatory behaviour. Yeah, exactly. It's and especially with like trout, I, I, I've heard that they'll go back to the rock where they're born to spawn. Yeah. Is that true? It's hard to... Oh, I don't want to give away too much, but like even they do... I think they do, like science behind it saying that they do. Yeah. I think if you find... If you like even just do your own little studies and that, you find a good rock... 25 35 meters kind of thing and you pull half a dozen to a dozen trout off it any time of the year mm. you go there around spawn time you'll be surprised how many fish you pull off it if yeah. it holds that kind of fish already kind of yeah. thing, if you know what i mean if it holds if it's got the good yeah flow with bait certain bait and good flow with tides and reefs and it comes off like a good section of the reef you'll be surprised it could rack up like up to 100 fish yeah sometimes you know what i mean so i've, I've sort of proved it um about 10 years ago before they actually had the closed seasons yeah we went to a reef and there was about an acre of ground yeah and we swam that acre of ground in like the spawning season and we that trout was so slow and sluggish yeah and we just nailed so many trout just donged them <laughs> just donged them <laughs> full of eggs <laughs> but yeah but back then we didn't know it was oh, just that man. was that's what what if you, you did you see trout yeah, yeah and so so we donged them and then I went back probably two months later and there was not one trout there. Yeah, but right. the next day, or like the day after we donged them, I drove back through there again and there was another 30 or 40 there. Yeah, crazy, eh? So it wasn't like we took the whole species or everything from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I went back two months later and there was nothing there at all. Crazy, so, eh? And that's, that's when I sort of thought, well, they must go back to where they were born to spawn or yeah. something like that. They do, like even, they just need to find a spot to congregate and get jiggy with it really, mm. eh? So, as long as there's good... Like a nightclub. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, until they turn the lights on, it's all awkward at the end, eh? <laughs> uh, but no, like even, like, I've seen rocks in up to eight metres of water when you're fishing light with neap tides, like in the shallows. I'm like, oh man, that looks like a huge school of cuda off to the side. And I used to fish with the view bucket back in the day, like yeah. when I first started like, looking in the water. So view bucket, you look in, it's like having a goggles, but you're in the boat. Yeah. And they were trout, man, just racked up. Like it looked like a rock. <laughs> they, were that, they were that many. I was like, holy yeah. crap. Like this is around the closure times, like yeah. when you get your certain times of the month. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is insane. <laughs> and then you plucked a couple and the sharks moved in and I pissed off and I got, was off it. Went there the next day just for own curiosity to see if they were there. They were gone. Gone. So... 
yep. moved on to something bigger and better or I don't know. Yep, just had their little bang, gang yeah. bang. Got it. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. They're smart species. Like, they, yep. they all know what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Oh. All right, mate. Well, we should wrap this up. Yeah, so we got to get home. It's getting dark. <laughs> Bloody boogeyman will come out soon. <laughs> Can't even see you over there. <laughs> Blending in. Blend, bending in. <laughs> All right. So, um, where where can people check you out? Like on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Just Benny's Lion Caught Fishing. So, just, is it one word? Or yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, one word on Instagram. Yeah. Benny's Lion Caught Fishing. So, yeah, one word. And yeah, I suppose photos and cool stuff. I don't, I don't know. I'm bad for replying back to things, but it's <laughs> got to know, not much time. And people want to, people whinge that I don't post anything and see fish, so I post it up and then yeah. <laughs> don't don't judge me if I don't reply back to things. Yeah, I try and do a question and answer every now and again just to interact with people. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're like because I tried to call you and actually uh, had to run into you to actually yeah. talk to you. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> Uh, I guess it gets full on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks for this chat. This has been awesome. No, thanks for having and, us. Um, thanks for being the first person in 2022. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been chatting with Will Darvo, so I think I'm going to get him on in a couple of weeks. So Nice. Um, I actually, I have, I have to be honest here, I wasn't actually going to do the podcast this year as I had a bit on my plate. but. Yeah. Had so many people contact me and <laughs> I'll get us back again, man. I'm happy yeah. to have a yarn again. It's been good. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> be fishing. <laughs> when the weather's bad, I'll be home, so hit us up. Yeah. yeah. So people stop sending me DMs. It's 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 gonna keep going. Nice. All right. Nice. <laughs> good. <laughs> Just dick pics, please. <laughs> See you everybody. All right, here we go. We've got Benny's Line Court Fishing. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook. And Benny also asked me to uh, let you know that he gets all his gear from Tackle World Tully. So if you want to check out Tackle World Tully, head down there. I don't know if they've got an online store, but um, he says, yeah, they do him a lot of favours. So he thought he's going to give them a favour back by uh, telling them to go down there. They're locally owned, so I um, always like shops that are locally owned. I'd rather support them before the big guys. So go down and check them out. He reckons he's got they've got a lot of good bloody gear. So I'll have to go and have a look. But um, if, you, if you haven't been on YouTube, check out my new channel. Oh, it's my old new channel. I've got it changed it to Back Reef Sessions. I've got some cool shit on the way. I've actually got some um, some merch coming up, some fishing t-shirts and stuff. So I might do a giveaway here on here or something like that. So keep in touch. And um, sorry for the, for the fuck around in the past few months and not being on here. But I'm back. And um, I'll see you next week. I hopefully have Will Darvo. So... If you like the history episode that I did oh, probably three, four months ago, check, go and check that one out. And we're going to keep the ball rolling on the Innisfail North Queensland history style. So uh, see you then. And uh, to Ruth.